following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash. Gordon's alive! Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts... From Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad. And introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. We are at Minute 89 of Flash Gordon. Eric, how are you tonight? Uh, well, things are just so great today. I realize... Ah! Yeah! My cloud is being electrocuted. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's always a, that's always a problem when that happens, but... But it's okay, because uh, with us today, we have uh, our fantastic guest who's been with us all week, uh, here one more time, so there's, there's, no cl- there's, there's no dark clouds, there's just uh, sunshine with our guest, and uh, who do we have with us? Well, he, he's, he's tired of sleeping on the couch in the Flash Grimm in the studio, so he is going to bail as soon as we're done recording, I understand, but he is sticking it out one more day. Graylin Hughes, our resident time-based media artist. Hello again. Granlin, it's been amazing having you with us. Uh, what, one, uh, one question that we like to ask our guests, uh, although we've forgotten to several times. <laughs> we sure have. Where did you first uh, become familiar? Like, do you remember the first time you saw Flash Gordon and you know, sort of what drove your, uh, your fondness for the film? So I, I knew about Flash Gordon but didn't, didn't know about like the, the, the backstory. My dad had watched some of the really old uh, black and white you know, the serials. Um, and we may have even had an old comic book floating around the house somewhere. Uh, I caught, I caught this movie a couple times, uh, you know, back in the, they would have like the, the, the Sunday afternoon matinee. Uh, and so, you know, it would just be one of those things that was on. Um, and I would always catch it like from the middle of it to the end or the last part of it, or, Maybe uh, I would catch the very beginning, but I had to go, and, and I couldn't. I couldn't see the rest. Uh, uh, and I was pretty young. I mean, it was this was, you know, maybe, you know, eighty three, eighty four, maybe a little later, right, roundabouts. Uh, and finally, like we rented it, you know, on VHS, and, and I got got a chance to sit through and watch the entire thing. So, so yeah, I, I saw, you know, quite quite a while ago. Um, and yeah, and and I, you know, I didn't really. It was never on my list at the, at least when I was younger of like if somebody had said to me, "What's your favorite sci-fi?" or make a list of your favorite. You know, I, I don't know that I was thought about this movie, but but this movie was always sort of in the back of my head. You know, there was just so much about this film that that I was uh, sort of stuck with me. Um, you know, between the music, the visuals, and this, this something something about the story and the the, the, the slight campiness and the you know uh, something very eighties about it. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was always, it was always in there. Um, but I, I, I think I've grown to appreciate it more and more as I, as I watched it, as I got older. So yeah, it's been with me for a while. Well, this is a movie that I think for a lot of people, it it may not be anybody's favorite film, but it's definitely a film that a lot of people, if they're flipping through the channels, they'll, if they see it on TV, they'll stop. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, I think it's one that you like more and more each time you see it. It sort of sneaks up on you, um, and especially, and something that we talked a bit uh, about yesterday is is especially when this sort of movie becomes more and more rare, 
uh, it really pops out more when you come across. It's like, oh, it's Flash Gordon. I liked it when I was younger. And boy, sort of the whole, they don't make them like these anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's get right into the minute. We're at minute 89. Uh, Eric, what, what happens in uh, this minute? Well, Flash uh, flies into the cloud, and uh, War, Go- War-, War Rocket Ajax does not follow Flash into the cloud. Uh, neglected yesterday to talk about this, uh, the guy flying the, the War Rocket Ajax, the lieutenant of Ming's Air Force. We talked about the captain, but we didn't really get into the lieutenant of Ming's Air Force, which is all he's credited as, no name. Uh, this guy, is, the actor's name is Bogdan Kamanowski, and we've got an interesting story about this guy. You were talking yesterday about how, you know, these people who are accomplished actors, and they'll pop up in these small little scenes, and it turns out they have this whole history. So, he was born to Polish parents in a Nazi concentration camp. His father was killed in the concentration camp. He and his mother survived, and they emigrated to New Zealand. So, you know, right off the bat, uh, you know, this guy's personal life history is incredible. Then he grows up in New Zealand, and in the 1960s, he had three big hit singles in New Zealand. Uh, and instead of using his real name, which was Bogdan Kamenowski, he performed as Mr. Lee Grant. And the reason why he performed <laughs> as Mr. Lee Grant is because there was a prominent local stage actress in New Zealand at the same time with that name. And he didn't want people thinking he was that actress, so he was Mr. Lee Grant. Uh, he then went on to play the older Elvis Presley in the stage play Elvis in London. So if you want to picture this guy in a you know fat suit with a white uh, tight jumpsuit around him. Uh, he's already got the sideburns on the helmet, so you don't have to draw that in imaginary. And he appeared in A View to a Kill, and he was on an episode of Benny Hill. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. Wow. <laughs> so he's all over the place. It's fantastic. First of all, I just can't imagine people appearing on Benny Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Right, if you do not use the Benny Hill theme as the song in this episode, then I don't even know what to tell you. (laughs) You know, I'll have to talk to somebody. I'm, uh, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. I work with people who are a little bit younger than me, and you, you don't realize so much of what we, if you're in your 40s or older, um, so much of growing up when you you would only have a handful of uh, TV stations and PBS and you just were sort of stuck watching what was on and so much of the entertainment was sort of formed by it's like hey here's old TV shows and movies that play on the PBS channel sa- Sunday mornings and part of it was Benny Hill and Benny Hill one of these days I'll have to rewatch it to see if it's actually funny I don't really remember it being funny I just remember liking the music <laughs> oh, I mean, the show is just complete nonsense. It's just Benny Hill running around like an idiot for you know. I mean, yeah. I, I'll have to ask. You know, I'll, I'll have. To, of course, there'll be a weird conversations like, "Hey, young person, let me ask you questions. <laughs> what were your feelings on Benny Hill?" And see if they have any idea what I'm talking about, like Benny Hill and Three Stooges. Because mm. God, I just watched so much Three Stooges growing up. Uh, it was on all the damn time, but I don't think that's something that, you know, the, 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 a generation younger than us is subjected to because there's actually real TV on and not just, you know, a, a full afternoon of old uh, shorts that be- appeared before movies. So, all right. All right. So he appeared on Benny Hill. Yes. <laughs> Quite a resume. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, you know what? It's, it's easy to make fun, but, uh, you know, that's... Uh, 
that's at least one more acting credit than I have on TV. So good for him. All right, so uh, what else do we got? Well, so then uh, Flash comes out the other side, and what is on the other side of the cloud is an absolutely awesome shot of countless Hawkmen uh, idling their time waiting to attack. And what a cool shot as we really see the scope of uh, Voltan's population size uh, waiting behind him. Awesome shot. Granlin, I need your take on the visual, because I love the visual on this, but you're our uh, visual arts guy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I agree. It's, great. it's a great shot. I mean, there's just this, you know, thousands and thousands of them, you know, and I love the wings. Uh, I love, uh, you know, they're all sort of flapping at different times. It's like a lot of motion and movement. It's, you know, it's a great shot. It's, it's sort of a, a breathtaking shot um, against the red. And, and they're all like these little shadows and dots against the red backdrop, I think, uh uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, well, that's great. It's great. It looks so cool. And yeah, just a little bit of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sort of hovering and yeah, kind of floating about. Yeah, no, it's great. So yeah, very cool. And, and just seeing them way and it's, uh, and this, this could have been done in so many different ways where you could have just had, you know, the, the bad guys chase Flash and then, oh my God, there are all the Hawkmen and just get surprised on it. Um, and that could be an effective scene. I know that they did that in uh, one of my f- um, another one of my favorite movies, um, Serenity, where at the end the big battle they had um, sort of that scene where uh, the the re- the Reavers uh... yeah they had the Reavers all behind them and then just shocking the bad the the, the bad guys who are waiting for uh, the Serenity. So um, you know that can work having that you know big stunning but no they they allowed this scene to really build where you know there's flash and voltan and they're just voltan just giddy as a schoolgirl <laughs> just laughing so hard as as voltan will he he's definitely a guy who uh, get, gets the humor in life um uh, so so very cool stuff very cool stuff and then uh and then, then of course you have a. They start shooting those clouds. Well, hold on now. Before we get to that, uh, we 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 teased this yesterday. The trap. You mentioned what exactly was the plan? What was Flash's plan to trap them? And because Flash is a quarterback, of course, it turns out he is refer- referencing a football play. He tells Voltan their trap play worked. And so trap play actually is a football play and I'm going to describe it now. And I I want you two to tell me if this is really a trap play, because I think it's a little, it's fudging a little bit of what a trap play is. So if you don't know football, this might bore you for the next minute. Usually a trap play involves uh, on the offensive line, one guard pulling back and going to the other side of the offensive line which opens up a space for a defender to run straight into the backfield. The opposite guard then comes over and blocks that defender, which allows the running back to run through the open space where the defender would have been if he had stayed where he lined up. And timing is very key for this play to work. It's called a trap play because the defender is trapped by the opposite side blocker. And occasionally uh, it'll be a tight end that will do the trap block. And when it is a tight end, it's called a wham block. And the immortal Pop Warner himself is credited with inventing the play. So with all of this in mind, is what Flash did going, getting the poor Rocket Ajax to come behind him to try to follow him behind the cloud, is that a trap play? No. 
Mm, I was going to say right? no. Yeah, okay. I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't think so, and I was like, maybe I'm just not quite understanding it, but then I was like, well, he is a Jets quarterback. It would make sense. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Sort of my take on a trap play, it's you're letting the defender sort of break through your defenses quicker than he – so quick that he – becomes useless in, you know, y- y- your own running back to get by. Right. And that's that's not it. it. Basically, a trap play would be, I don't know, flash figuring a way to get on the other side of this, this sh- the, the enemy ship. And that's not what they're doing at all. This is just, this is just, it's not a trap play. It's just a trap. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess in, in some way he's, part of the trap play is, is, making the defender think for a moment that they have the upper hand. Uh, when, you know, just for a brief moment, when that defender comes through the line, he thinks, oh, I got, you know, I, I got him now. Uh, and then you get blocked by, you know, someone that you, you probably didn't see coming or didn't expect so quickly. So in some ways, <laughs> maybe not technically a trap play, but in some <laughs> ways, <laughs> you know, the, the captain's like, oh, well, we got him, you know, and... Didn't uh, didn't see all the all the defenders on the other side. I don't know. That's a stretch. I'm I'm, I'm stretching there, but trying <laughs> devil's advocate there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, but you know that's fine. It's okay to have a bit of a stretch. Yeah. It's but um yeah very cool um yeah so so the, the trap is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get uh, what is one of my definitely one of my favorite shots in this movie. Um, we get a big wide shot of War Rocket Ajax, the giant cloud, and the Hawkman on the other side of it. So you can see the scope of the battle that's about to come. And it's just the anticipation of the fight that you know it's about to happen. The cool colors and swirling clouds of the skies. Uh, it, I, I just This is a really, really beautiful shot. Yeah, it, it's an amazing shot. It sets it well. Uh, the funny thing is, the, the only thing that I found a little distracting is... Flash looks uncomfortable floating there uh, because the Hawkman, it makes sense. Them, they're just gently uh, fluttering their wings. Uh, Flash, he, he's on the, the cycle that really looks like it should be going in a direction. It doesn't look <laughs> like it's a good thing to have parked. With the hovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Jones sort of like shifting about to give the look of motion on it. It's like, ah, they, they really should... And it's a thing where, if this movie had been done today, of course they would have some sort of, they'd be able to do something like Iron Man does with the the repulsor technology mm. to, to show him floating. The Sky Cycle has no real, nothing that shows propulsion. You know, it's just all you have is, you know, a little bit of a wind machine and Sam Jones, like, moving his, you know, shifting around a little bit. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to sacrifice Th- this movie. God, could you imagine if they did a uh, you know New Hope uh, upgrade to this? Uh, you know, like uh, when they re-released the, the original uh, trilogy, how bad it would be if they tried to fix anything with this movie. Ugh. <laughs> If they ever do that, Brad, you and I have to do a special bonus episode where we can tear it apart. <laughs> it would just be a half hour of you and my goes like, no. I mean, no! 
No! <laughs> That'd be great if somebody did that for a minute by minute where they just were angry about a particular minute and just like, no, I just, no, bad. <laughs> Well, I remember there was a there was a, a conversation once that went on on the movies by minute. Uh, let's let's plug the, movie, uh, the movies by minute uh, uh, Facebook group, uh, which, by the way, people is not just for uh, those of us who host and guest on it. It's for fans also. So feel free to join there, and of course, go to moviesbyminute.com and check out the more than a hundred other movies that uh, get the movies by minute treatment. But there was a thread once talking about that. You know, would anyone ever do a movie that they hated? Uh, would you ever host and do break down minute by minute a movie you hated? And I, I just, I don't see how you could do it because I feel like after five, six minutes, you would just be, you know, the whole point of this ex- exercise is like Brad and I have fun, you know, and we enjoy doing this. And I don't see how anyone could possibly enjoy ninety to one hundred and twenty episodes of. <laughs> angry bashing a movie negative criticism yeah 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 Yeah, i can imagine now that we get old after a while (laughs) yeah yeah there is the closest i can think of that is there is a podcast that i know jarf is a fan of called the worst idea of all time (laughs) and it wasn't a minute by minute breakdown but it was uh these two comedians once a week for a year would watch the same bad movie and then talk about it. And the first season was Grown Ups 2. Uh, the second season was Sex in the City 2. And the most recent season was the uh, Zac Efron piece of crap, We Are Your Friends. And uh, so, God, they've done it for three years. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And I know Jarf said it's like you just hear them getting so f- stressed out. It's like, oh my god, I gotta watch Grown Ups two again. Uh, although, uh, you know, for Grandland does have uh, Selma Hayek. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ah. But I don't think yeah, that's a, not enough of a draw to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to go through that process. No. Yeah, you know what? I once no. watched. A, I once watched a movie called The Misadventures of the Dunderheads because Allison Brie was a star of it. And let me tell you something. That was a true test of my fandom for her, because holy cow, is that a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could, uh, I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting collection of movies, too, that they picked. That's, it's uh, really, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, um, God, Misadventures of the Dungeon. Alison Bree's done some crap. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> She's been having a t- darn time, like, breaking through to that, it, it, with movies at least, because she's done a handful of movies, uh, but doesn't seem to be able to get to that, uh, you know, A-list. I know she's a, she has uh, tried out for apparently a bunch of Marvel movies. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and she, especially uh, the Avenger, the last two Captain America movies and the Avengers were directed by the Russo brothers, who... Um, were producers and directed several episodes of Community. Let's get on that Russo brothers. Let's get her in that MCU. Come on. (laughs) So, but it hasn't happened yet. And they've had, um, they have had, uh, community actors on that show. Uh, I mean, uh, pardon me. They've had community actors in, uh, Captain America movies. Uh, it's like, Oh, why, why are you, what are you waiting on? Yeah. Right. They like to do, uh, like put in little references, right. To all of their past projects. So, um, between that and I, I believe uh, Arrested Development too, I think there's a couple like Arrested Development 
references in some of their projects. It's kind of fun. But maybe she'll appear in the next one <laughs> next summer. Maybe, maybe. It seems like a gimme. Seems like, it, like make it happen, folks. All right. But that's not what we're talking about. This is yeah. Let's. Uh, I. I yeah, if my wife listens yesterday and today, we got to move past the Allison precepts. I'm, <laughs> I'm in deep trouble. I'm in deep trouble. The absolute worst. Um, one actress that I always liked is um, uh, Minnie Driver. Uh, love Minnie Driver in uh, Gross Point Blank and uh, Circle of Friends. And Minnie Driver is one of these performers who has a little side career as a musician. You know, it's a little vanity thing. And uh, we went and saw her in concert in Annapolis, Maryland, at this small club. And uh, what was weird is my wife was just staring daggers at me the entire time. And I was like, <laughs> I, I actually have to watch her because we paid money to watch her. It's like, you don't need to watch her that close. It's like, it's just, this is tough. And then it's like, hey, if you want to stay after the show, you can get her autograph. And Heather's like, no, we are going home. Like, okay. Uh, okay, so if, if Allison Bree goes on a concert tour, you're not going to that show. R- right, uh, Right, I'm not going. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to Flash Gordon. Uh, the captain orders them to have the Skynets prepared to catch Flash's body. And all I can think of when he calls them Skynets is in Spaceballs, how everything's got the word space put in front of it. Space, <laughs> space bucks or whatever. It's like, really? The Skynet? Okay. Okay. Because uh, my first thought was uh, Terminator. Terminator. Like, hey, right. Yeah, That's what I was get thinking. Get Skynet yeah. ready. Sure. Terminator. be awesome if they had the Terminator music. Well, Schwarzenegger did want to play Flash. That would have been incredibly, you know, incredible foreshadowing if he had actually gotten the role. Yeah, that would have been crazy. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Star Trek does that too. Uh, I've complained before about Star Trek. It's like, it's time, we're going to go into space dock. It's like, "Eh, dock's enough. (laughs) a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you're in a boat and you're pulling into a dock, you just say, let's go to the dock. You don't say, let's go to the water dock. Yeah, it's it's implied. It's implied. It's like, (laughs) wait a minute, Kirk, do you mean the space dock? It's like, yeah, yeah. Don't be a smart ass. <laughs> It'd be great if it was just cranky Kirk. So uh, yeah, so they, they they have the space net, uh, and so, so 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 what next? Well, then we uh, the uh, they charge the cloud. We get we, we finally get to the charging of the cloud. The you know electrocuting the cloud, thinking that it'll it'll kill Flash. Which doesn't seem like a fantastic plan, uh, especially because it took him so long to shoot the cloud. Flash was going at a pretty good clip. He could be miles away by now. It's like, hey, shoot that cloud. It's like, that's your best plan? If if that's what you're going to do, again, lazy. Ming's guys are lazy. <laughs> well, I, I love the reaction to the to the to the pilot. He's so sort of casual while while he's you know he's getting the orders. He sort of leans over, clicks a couple buttons, leans back pulls a little lever. He's just got this really sort of layback, like, all right, we got this. <laughs> no problem. He's right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what happens when you haven't been challenged in a long time. It, you know, Ming, nobody's been, has dared to mess with Ming, and nobody's given him a, a good fight for so long. It seems like everyone, they're napping at their posts. Uh, they're not really uh, attacking the situation with the, the ferocity that uh, is required. Uh, they're really letting Flash uh, sort of call all the shots, and uh, 
It's going to improve their undoing. Uh, before we started recording for the show, I had looked on Amazon to see what uh, kind of Flash Gordon gear you could buy. And there were surprisingly only a few t-shirts available to this movie, but one of them uh, was War Rocket Ajax, interestingly enough. One of the few shirts you could get. Uh, so just wanted to mention that. If you want to go on Amazon, it's probably still there. And uh, there were actually, if you type in Flash Gordon in Amazon, in, in the clothing category on Amazon, there were actually more shirts with images from the old original comic strip than there are of this movie. Really? Yeah. yeah that, that, that is surprising. Uh, yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> I wonder... Yeah, because there's so many things that you can market you know, on, a, on a T-shirt or on, sure. a, on a something so now, yeah, from this film. Wow. Just wonder. I mean, um, and we've talked about it briefly before. Uh, and Eric and I are neither of us are huge fans of the comic strip, but we have uh, a little bit of appreciation. We've had guests who are bigger fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if the, um, they still pro- they stop producing new comics, but they basically rerun the old comics sometimes with tweaks to the content. Um. So I wonder if it's because it's a more current product that maybe that's why the the the, the group that owns the comic the rights to the comic they're making more of an effort to to monetize that whereas opposed to uh, you know the studio that owns Flash Gordon you know this is a, a modestly successful basically break even product they'll put out a DVD or a Blu-ray but they're not going to go overboard in producing that sort of content and then you know i'm sure a lot of the t-shirts and stuff you see are probably uh aftermarket and not official you know some of it may not be official merchandise or people might be trying to put in official merchandise and studios will bear down on that pretty quick so i wonder if that i wonder if there's like a more of a legal logistic thing to Mm. that why it's more comic strips than uh the movie yeah that's possible yeah but still, the, the Ajax T-shirt—it's it, a, the Ajax is pretty damn cool. I mean, I, I'd wear that. So I <laughs> 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 have to look for that. Uh, I do have a, a nice collection of you know uh, T-shirts. You know, I like to find T-shirts that have a really specific things that may not be obvious to, to see if people catch the reference. Um, I've got like a bunch of Blade Runner T-shirts and things that aren't really obvious. They don't say Blade Runner. They don't have you know really clear. Uh, imagery from the film or the posters so that 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 could be a fun one to see if people would catch the reference well uh, recently uh i was uh checking into a hotel with my family and i had on my flash gordon t-shirt um the the one that i have is the one that he wears in in the movie that has his his name on it and the lightning the lightning bolt on the back and my kids one was wearing a superman t-shirt and one was wearing a mets shirt and so the clerk was a 20-something woman, mid mid to late 20s maybe, and she says to my kids, oh, those, you're wearing two of my favorite things, Superman and the Mets. And then she sees my shirt, and she says, oh, and your dad's wearing the Flash. <laughs> and I said, uh, it's, it's Flash Gordon. And she says, oh, you went old school. <laughs> she, she doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know his name was Gordon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> huh. It's like, hey, hey, you know what? Hey, Two out of three. Well, you should know the Mets, but well. I mean, yeah, this was in New York, so you know. Yeah. But hell, you know, as as long as <laughs> as long as she wasn't being dismissive. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, all right, very good. So, uh, anything else, Eric? Before we wrap up this week? 
I got nothing unless uh, Graylin got any comments he hasn't been able to fit in yet. Uh, no, no. I, 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 it, these are uh, a, a great, you know, bundle of minutes. Um, this is sort of my favorite parts of the movie, so it was a lot of fun just looking at them again, rewatching them, and, and getting to just, you know, to sort of geek out or talk about them. So, no, thank you so much. It's been great having you. Uh, one more time, can you share where people can find out more about your work? Uh, sure. So my website is uh, graylandhughes.com. Um, you can also catch me on uh, Instagram at grayland77 uh, as well. So I've got some pieces there. Uh, yeah, that's it. I recommend everyone check it out. Uh, Graylin, it's been amazing having you with this week. So much, uh, Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, Eric, where can people find out more about Flash Gordon Minute? Well, please come chat with us on Facebook, the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex, on Twitter, Flash Gordon Pod, and on email, flashgordonminute at gmail.com. Uh, we ask everyone to give us your range reviews on iTunes because uh, we want more people to find out about us. Uh, because, uh, Eric, you have... Uh, this is your brainchild. It's been such so much fun, and I want more people to find out more about uh, this movie and to join us. And uh, I, I really appreciate you making this happen. Stop it, please. My, my face is as, as red as the skies in this minute. It's pretty damn red. So, um, you know, speaking of red, I, uh, and, and red faces, I'm a little concerned about something, Eric. Uh, as we are uh, as we are recording this episode, there's been a lot, a lot of press about the new Bob Woodward book, Fear: colon, Trump in the White House. And I say red because the the cover is just a real close up on the president, and like all covered in red. And it's just behind the scenes and all these uh, anonymous uh, uh, White House uh, employees and uh, p- people who work for the government and work with the president just apparently just saying terrible, terrible things about him and the environment. And uh, I'm just worried that, uh, that since Woodward has that book out, uh, that he's going to follow up with, uh, you know, behind the scenes and getting anonymous sources from um, Flash Gordon uh, Studios and just talk about all the terrible things that I do on the uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're worried about me finally uh, seeing what goes on on the other side of the glass there, uh, you know, people don't know that uh, Brett and I aren't, uh, we're, well, we're in the same room, there's a big glass divider that divides us, so I can't see below his chin. So uh, if uh, you're worried about me finally knowing what's going on while we're recording, uh, eh, you know what, don't worry about it too much, because Flash will save every one of us. Join us next week for an epic team-up with Star Wars Minute as we dive into action with Flash and the Hawkmen. Incredible adventures await you here on Flash Gordon Minute. Big thanks to today's guest DJ, Brian Campus. He selected the Buggles video killed the radio star, but me being me, I had to put on here Ben Folds 5's cover of the song. <laughs>